Welcome to the My Baby Craniosacral Podcast, where I share stories of the babies I've treated, tips for professionals and parents, and demystify this amazing healing modality. I'm Megan Beams, your baby bodywork mentor. I'm obsessed with all things babies, birth, healing, and plain old being a human. Join me while I sink deep into craniosacral therapy. Now let's get into the episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the My Baby Craniosacral Podcast. I am your host, Megan Beams, and today we are talking about challenging cases. We as craniosacral therapists or as body workers for babies or anyone working with infants in any realm, really, we are also working with infants and their families. We are not just working with their body and trying to improve or optimize functioning of their body, but we are helping these babies and these families with new babies have an easier start to life. That's challenging, and that also puts perhaps a lot of pressure on ourselves. Some of the most challenging or difficult things to experience and to work with and manage in our appointments is listening to a traumatic birth story and understanding the baby's perspective and their point of view while they're being born and how that might be playing out in their body. But we are also humans listening to these stories and we are empathic we have feelings, most of us. We care deeply about these humans, these sweet little precious, innocent, vulnerable humans. It can be very painful for us to hear their story. And in these very difficult and challenging and traumatic stories, we also need to be protecting ourselves. We need to be listening with our empathic selves but also protecting ourselves so that we are not taking on the secondary trauma. And when it comes to these challenging cases, we also can't just forget about our training and all of the tools that we do have in our back pocket to help these babies. We need to listen to their story, be empathetic, be a support system for their parents, but also at the same time, figure out or try to figure out what might be happening for this baby and what might be going on. And that's, uh, yeah, that's all very difficult, <laughs> challenging. But for, for me, I really like the challenge. I think maybe now because the easy cases, I'm like, eh, got this in the bag. I feel like I really like the challenge. I like having to use all of my tools in my tool bag in order to get through this session and really help these babies. That has become something that I'm, I really enjoy. And I have also gotten to a place in my practice where I am able to disconnect and I am able to understand emotionally, but also intellectually what might be going on. And I am able to be empathic, but also disconnect at the same time. And so if you've heard of the reticular activating system or the reticular formation in the brain, 
that is the part of our brain that decides on what it is that we are going to try to pay attention to or what we are allowing into our awareness and all of those fun things. So sensory input and the things that are always just coming at us regarding sensory. So I, you may know, or you may not know, I have ADHD and I'm, I'm really actually wondering if I have a slight bit of autism as well. It's a spectrum. And I'm wondering if I'm on that spectrum because I have a real hard time with different sensory input. But when it comes to this type of work, this really activates me, really gets me excited where I'm listening to a birth story. I am listening to the parents and I'm, I'm understanding what their side of the story is. But then through their details of the birth story and listening to the baby's side of the story and feeling through the baby's body, I love to use my detective side. I love to allow all of these pieces to come into my awareness and I allow the computer in my brain to like do the beep, bop, beep, boop, 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 right? To like figure out what's happening. I love it. It is so much fun to me. And so for these challenging cases, I use, it's almost like a Rolodex of information that I have to go through so that I can be like, okay, well, I see this torsion pattern in their body. I see this baby is twisting to the right. I see this baby is grunting. I see this baby is doing little baby sit-ups all the time. I see that when the baby, you know, attaches onto the breast or bottle that they open wide and then pinch their mouth closed. I see that the baby is spitting up after a feed. I see the baby's cheeks are not incorporated into the feed. I see all of these signs and symptoms, and that leads me to exactly where in their body I need to work. Now, on the flip side, for these challenging cases, a lot of times it is emotional dysregulation. And so I have to be able to have the computer side of me looking at the physical attributes or the physical things that need to be addressed. And then I have the empathetic and emotional side where I am almost being a full-on therapist in the session. And both things need to be present. Both things for these really difficult, challenging cases, the ones who I've seen everyone and nothing's helping, you know? I've seen body work. I've seen Cairo. I've seen, I've seen, I've done physio. I've done, and I'm not seeing any progress or improvement. I really know that I need to look at the physical aspects, but for me, it is the emotional piece that is the most important part. So if you listen to this podcast, I would love for you to go back and listen to the one with Deirdre Kennedy. It is an excellent episode where we talk about, you know, the baby's perspective on being born and and how that shows up in their body, but also how our emotions in the parent's body, the emotions of the parent are in the parent's body and they are being projected out onto this baby. We have to address both. We have to address both the parent and the baby and if you're not feeling comfortable with working with the adult body with craniosacral therapy, then working with the adult psyche might be something 
that would be very beneficial for you. Asking these parents more questions, really getting them to share their story in a way that they probably have never been able to share before and seeing how that type of thing will change the infant's body because of mirror neurons, because of the way infants are regulated by their primary caregiver's nervous system. If they're feeding off of this highly traumatized human who is in a state of fight or flight or even freeze slash shutdown, this baby is going to mirror those things and it will present as symptoms in the baby's body. So with these really difficult, challenging cases, usually it's reflux. Usually it is misshapen heads. Usually it is babies who have had forceps, vacuum, C-section, breach, delivery. These babies have gone through things that are highly traumatic for any human, and so has their parent. So very rarely in my office do I see a baby whose parent was like, oh, I had a home birth, there were no interventions, it was really lovely, I pushed for 20 minutes, and I don't know why, but we're having all of these challenging things. We're having so much trouble with feeding, we're having so much trouble with sleep. That is often not the story that I hear. A lot of times it is the families who had hospital births, who had interventions, who had inductions or augmentations for their contractions. And with these interventions, augmentations, and traumatic experiences, this is going to show up in their body. So as much as I love to treat just the baby's body and how much I know the people who treat babies, how much they're just like, I just want to make their body better. I get that so much. And that was really my focus at the beginning of my career as well. But with my years of experience, almost a thousand babies treated, I know that the best outcomes and the best results come when I treat both the baby's body and the emotional state or triggers or stored trauma in their body and their parents' body. Now, that's not to say that sometimes there's truly just something in the baby's body that is really, really tight. I have had both things happen where one baby in particular was experiencing lots of reflux symptoms and lots of trouble sleeping, but their birth wasn't terrible. Uh, I shouldn't say terrible. It might have been terrible for that baby, but quote unquote terrible, let's say. But what I remember the mom saying, which really stood out, was that she didn't feel like she was being heard in her birth and her desires were not being met and she felt like she was being mistreated. Now, she did not have too many interventions. She did not have forceps. She was able to move in labor. She was, as in like they quote unquote allowed her. She had a peanut ball. They did not make her have continuous monitoring, but she still just didn't feel comfortable. 
And when I spoke to her about that, I could see that release of admitting that she felt that way in labor. I could see that relief in her body. And subsequently, I saw the relief in the baby's body on my next follow-up appointment. So when I hadn't asked all of those questions in the first appointment and really gotten to the bottom of things, there was like a little bit of improvement. But once we got that story out, once we got those feelings that were being stored and projected from mom, the baby was able to have an improvement. That was really the emotional aspect. Now, there was another one who was also experiencing reflux and sleepless nights and all of these things. I was just racking my brain on what could possibly be going on for this baby. And I found that there was a ligament in the baby's abdomen that was so incredibly tight. And this was a couple of years ago. So I had seen them a few times. I was trying my best to do whatever I could. And, but I wasn't really, you know, working on this specific ligament until I had this light bulb moment where I was like, okay, let me see if it's this. And when I got my hands on that ligament, I could almost strum over this tissue. And when this ligament is really tight, it can cause severe spitting up. It can cause slow digestion. It can cause so many issues that baby sit up, the little baby crunches. It can cause so many things. And I'm very grateful that I was able to find that in that appointment because the mom let me know a week later that her son had been doing so much better since that appointment. And because of that, I added that into one of my levels, into, into the curriculum. I was like, okay, well, this was very severe. This needed to be addressed. And if other people are forgetting it or, or if other people are not knowing about this, well, listen, I need to make sure that I put this in the curriculum because more people need to know. So I added that release into level three. And I've used a lot of my experiences to create these teachings that I have because I want to make this easy for people. I want to make being an infant craniosacral therapist a delightful experience, not too difficult and too challenging. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I love sharing my knowledge with you. I love sharing my experiences with you. And if this resonated with you, I would love for you to share that with me. You can pay it forward by writing a review You can put a little five star. If you don't want to write a review, just put a five star. I would love that. That would be very helpful. You can share this episode on Instagram or what what else do people use these days? Facebook. I don't know. Are we too old for that? Or are we like the right age? Or LinkedIn. I would love it. So please share this with anyone who's in the baby realm. I would love to get this information in the hands of professionals. And anyone who is working and treating babies, it's really important. We need to know these things. Hey, before you go, my Craniosacral Foundation's virtual only course is open for enrollment. That's right. 
you can learn craniosacral from your very own home. Whether you're a health professional working in the perinatal world, a manual therapist looking to expand your current practice to include craniosacral, or helping babies and families is your passion, there's something in this course for you. You can significantly change the lives of the people in your community. And when you register, you'll have immediate access to the course materials so you can get learning right away with three three-hour live virtual classes to help guide you through the curriculum and an online community of fellow classmates and alumni, this program is here to support you every step of the way. Registration closes soon, so follow the link in the show notes, and I look forward to seeing you in class.